This teaching comes to you from the team at St Mark's Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you. Well, for the last four Sundays, we've been looking at the sign coming home for Christmas and we've been talking about coming home and how good it is to come home. Coming home where there's a place for you, coming home uh, where they know you, coming home for rest and uh, coming home where you are loved. And now at the end of December, we've got to today, coming home for Christmas. One of the really best things about coming home after you've been away on holiday is that all your toys are there waiting for you. You'd sort of forgotten about them, or many of them anyway, when you were away, and then when you come in, there they all are. And uh, you, it's just so good, you don't know which one to play with first, and you play with each one quickly and put it aside for the next one. Coming home is good. And not long ago, I, uh, I had uh, three weeks in hospital, and... Uh, when I came home, it was so good to get home. I walked around the house and I said hello to all the paintings and uh, sat on my favourite chairs and especially after three weeks in hospital, I lay on my bed. It was so good coming home. Now, this man has just got off the bus. He's walking home. He's really, really looking forward to coming home. Reminds me of my father who at the end of uh, World War II, he was in the Air Force but uh, he had to stay behind and it was uh, the end of the year, some months after war had finished when he was finally allowed to go home. And we were living in a country town and he hadn't been home for three years. He could not wait to get home. Uh, he was hours and hours on the train from Sydney and then another hour on the bus and lastly had to walk to the house. wasn't quite as far as that house perhaps but there it was and he got home and it was Christmas Eve. It was like last night and he was so pleased to come home but he was so tuckered out. The whole family, of course, as they always did, went to church at midnight on uh, Christmas Eve and uh, he sat down there and, no surprise, he went straight to sleep and missed most of the service. But he was pleased to come home for Christmas. Now, not everybody was pleased to have to come home. Joseph went home, but he took Mary and they were not so happy the government wanted to count everybody and made everyone go to their hometown for the counting. So Joseph had to go from Nazareth, where he now lived, to Bethlehem, where his family had come from, about 120 kilometres. Now Mary, his wife, went with him, even though her baby was about due. Now what's more, we don't really know if she had a donkey to ride on. We hope she did, but maybe she had to walk. But either way, it would have been pretty exhausting. Well, they got to Bethlehem, of course, but lots of other Bethlehem people, apparently, now also had left there and were living somewhere else. And so when they came back, there was an enormous crowd. In fact, the place was overcrowded. And Joseph and Mary could find nowhere decent to stay. Looks like all his family had, uh, had also gone away because there's none of them to put him up. And the best place they could find was an animal shed. For Joseph and Mary, coming home was not much fun at all, at first. But then Jesus was born, right there, in the stable. There was no cot, so he was wrapped up and laid in an animal's feed box. God's son had become a human being, a real person, a baby, 
It was the first Christmas day and some shepherds who'd been tipped off came to admire this baby boy who one day would become the saviour. The wise men came along later. Well, of course, Jesus grew up. First of all, his parents and he were refugees in Egypt for the first year or so of his life. But when it was fairly safe, they returned to Nazareth. And Joseph got on with his, his trade, his business. He was a carpenter, and that's what Jesus grew up learning from his dad. You know, how old are you? If you've not turned 30 yet, then there was a time when Jesus was the same age that you are now. And so he understands what it's like to be whatever your age is. And as he was growing up, his mum had more babies and he ended up being the oldest with four younger brothers and at least two sisters, maybe more. Jesus had to learn not only to obey God, but also to obey his parents, plus give a good example to his brothers and sisters. And he went to school, well, up until year six, because that was as far as schools went in those days. Now, back in those days, out in public, children were mostly ignored. The old principle, seen and not heard, was very, very much in vogue. But one thing Jesus did that surprised people, and he did a lot of things that surprised people, but one of them was that he paid attention to children, both out in public, even in big crowds, not just when there were one or two there. Kids mattered to him. He noticed them, liked them, and used them, and spoke to them. And he told them uh, it was they were there when he was, for instance, when he was healing people, or when he was teaching people about God, or about praying, or about living God's way. But he did more than just teach them and miracles. He made promises, especially the promise that he could give eternal life in heaven with the Father and himself. And you stop and think, well, why would people believe those sorts of promises? How could he convince them? Well, he could show them great power, the sort of power that only God had. One day, after a very long time teaching the crowds out in the countryside, he was worn out, exhausted. Returning home across the lake in a boat, he was caught in a huge sudden storm. Sinking became a very distinct possibility. All on board were rightfully fearful, but Jesus slept through it all. So someone woke him up. Everyone felt the boat was going to be swamped, it would sink, and they would drown. It was panic. Jesus stood up, faced the wind, and said, Peace, be still. Now instantly the wind died, just as suddenly as it had started, and the huge waves grew lower and lower and lower, and soon... Oh, the water was still, the lake was calm, the storm was over. Everyone on the boat was pretty gobsmacked in amazement, as you would imagine. They said, who is he that even the wind and waves obey him? Well, no wonder they believed him when he made those promises and told them he could give them eternal life in heaven with the Father and himself. I mean, if he could control a storm, then he must be close to God. So they believed 
when he said he could give forgiveness and membership in God's family and a place in heaven, things that you would think only God could give. Over and over he did more of these impossible things like getting cripples to walk, making a blind man see. So of course they came to believe him. Who would Jesus give all these good things to? Who were the people that he promised them to? Well, it was to everyone that came to him. Everyone. There was even a man named Zacchaeus who had robbed a lot of people a lot of money. And when he came to Jesus, and he gave back what he had stolen. He made Jesus his leader from then on. And even this Zacchaeus, with his history, was given eternal life. He came home to Jesus and he got a massive welcome. There was a place for him in heaven. So if you come home to Christ, we come home to rest. Now, every now and then I hear a story of someone who's been away for ages. Oh, It's not only a place for everyone, but there's also a welcome for everyone who comes to Jesus. But in this rest... It's like the feeling that this girl has with her father. She feels safe. She feels special. She feels loved. She feels comfortable. She feels wanted. She's interested. Now, this is what Jesus promises to everyone who comes to him because he's the one who said, I will give you rest. And coming to Jesus is coming to love. And every now and then I hear the story of someone who's been away for a long while and they come home and maybe they don't tell people that they're coming home. It's going to be a big surprise when the family hear the taxi pipping the horn out in the front and they race out the excitement. When they see each other, they run to hug each other. Haven't seen you for so long, can't believe it's you. It's so exciting. That's what people do when they share something that they all think is wonderful. It is so wonderful to have you home. And even soccer players, smelly and sweaty and running around, hug each other when they score a goal. Coming to Jesus is that sort of joyful. Jesus said God is joyful more than anything else when we come to him. And it's joyful also for us. But as we heard in Jesus' Story in the second reading from the Bible today, coming to Jesus is a party. What do you think heaven will be like? When you, th- when you think of heaven, is party a great feast, the sort of idea that comes to you? A gathering where everyone's heart is glad. When you get there, you hear, well done. Everyone is so delighted, they can't stop cheering the Father and Jesus. And it will always be interesting and never boring because Jesus tells us and makes us certain we know there will be, his words, no more tears. Coming home to Jesus will be a fabulous party. And coming home for Christmas. In the last four Sundays, we've been talking about coming home and uh, how do we do it? How do we come to Jesus? Well, we come to Jesus very, very simply by saying a prayer. It's something we can understand. You believe in Jesus, 
then you turn to him in your heart. Jesus, I turn to you. And it's just as, as simple as a prayer, if you mean it. Jesus, I come to you to be my saviour and my leader and I come home to you forever. Nothing makes Jesus more happy and nothing will be more important for you. So I hope that you will come home for Jesus. I'm going to say that prayer now and if that's what you want to do today, then in your heart say Amen as well or even out loud. So let's pray. Jesus, I come to you to be my saviour and to be my leader. I come home to you today and I've come home to you forever. Thank you for welcoming me and making me your child. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at www.stmarksdp.org to subscribe to our new episodes, browse more resources and find more information about the community of St Mark's.